It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. And we're going to bring in my great pal Bjorn Lomborg, president of the Copenhagen Consensus, author and visiting fellow at the Hoover Institution. And he has a new book. And this is a wild book. Best Things First, The 12 Most Efficient Solutions for the World's Poorest and Our Global SDG Promises. Bjorn Borg. Hey, almost. Hi, Larry. How are you doing? This is quite a thing here. 12 12 Most Efficient Solutions and uh, for $35 billion a year, we're going to save 4.2 million lives each year. Now, this is this is good. This is good. Something's good. Maybe you can just give us a quick synopsis, because then I got a couple of things for you that I got to ask about. Absolutely. So, Larry, it's great to be back. And and look, the world has promised so many different things, and you know we constantly have this flow of all the stuff that's in the media, all the things we worry about. Uh, but the truth is. There are some few things out there where little money can make an amazing difference. And then there's a lot of policies where we can you know, waste trillions and deliver very little good. So what we basically ask, we've asked some of the world's top economists to find where can you do the very most good. And just to give you a couple of examples. So, for instance, on tuberculosis, you, you know, most people in the rich world don't think about this anymore. But last year, it killed more people than died from COVID Mm. because that's what happens every year when you're poor. There's Mm. 1.4 million people who die from tuberculosis every year. And it's literally just a question of not that much money. We're talking about $6 billion a year. So not nothing, but, you know, $6 billion. And you could basically avoid about a million deaths for the most part of the rest of this half century. We could just simply save so many people at very low cost. So that's one part of it. You know, tuberculosis, maternal and newborn death, you know, what, one, 2.3 million kids die in their first month on this planet, and we know how to save most of them. Again, this is not rocket science. You know, child immunization, malaria, nutrition, chronic diseases, these are very, very simple things. So that's how we end up with the 4.2 million deaths that can be avoided. But of course, it's not just good enough to you know, save people's lives. That's great. But you also need to make them rich. And one of the incredible things that happen is, this is true all over the world, but especially in the poor part of the world, people are not learning anything in school. You have all these kids in school, but they're learning very, very little. There is a very well-proven way to address this. I'm just going to tell you one of them. Uh, but, you know, basically... The problem is that you have all the 12-year-olds in one grade in the same class, and they're vastly different. Some of them are incredibly bored because the teacher is way behind them, and some of them have no idea what's going on. If you instead, just one hour a day, give them a tablet with educational software where they actually learn at their particular level. So this software very quickly finds out if you're really smart or if you have no clue what's going on, and then it teaches you at this level. For $30 a year, Mm. you can make sure that this kid learns not one year of schooling as it normally would have, but three years of schooling. You simply make half of the world's kids 
smarter. And so when they start getting into jobs, they will do better. They will produce more. It'll deliver more than half a trillion dollars of benefit for this fairly small investment, a little less than $10 billion. These are incredible investments. This is how you make the world better off, both by people not dying and people getting richer. How about eradicating poverty? Exactly. This is Well, one of the ways you eradicate poverty is, for instance, through trade. Uh, right. So we know, you know, nobody talks about trade anymore. It's become sort of almost a, well, you probably do. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> don't talk about trade. I, talk, right? I do talk we, about it. Free trade is a good thing. It is. And, and look, this is what got us rich. It's what got China and India rich, uh, Vietnam, uh, Chile, many other countries, uh, South Korea, obviously. And we need to have more of it. Now, we've actually done the first analysis ever that takes into account that there are real downsides to trade. You know, some people, when you open up uh, for free trade, some people are going to lose their jobs. This is what you know, the Rust Belt. Uh, conversation was about. That's a real issue. And so what we find is for rich countries, you have the largest amount of benefit from more free trade, but you also have the largest cost because that's where you know, most of the jobs that will be eradicated uh, are. So actually the benefit cost ratio for free trade in the rich world is only seven. Every dollar that people loses their job, you get $7 of benefits. That's still great, and we, you know, we should definitely embrace it. But for the poor part of the world, there's almost no job loss and only upside. So they get $95 back on the dollar. That's, of mm. course, why we should do free trade, especially for the world's poor. Mm. Agreed. Uh, Bjorn, I want to talk to something a little more dismal than your optimistic points, and that is um, the uh, EPA here has uh, put together new regulations that would basically spell the end of fossil fuel power plants. It's been a big story uh, in the States this past week. Uh, they put up a tr- unbelievable um, new emissions regulations that would re- really end, uh, unless the courts rule it, and they may, it may be unconstitutional because the Supreme Court has ruled against regulators recently. Uh, but basically, they put so much uh, uh, difficult um, emissions requirements now that natural gas would cease to exist as a power source. Uh, I think this is a terrible idea. I think this is an example of uh, you know overreaction. It's not going to help world climate change. It doesn't affect cli- India. It doesn't affect China. It could be devastating for our economy. I don't know whether you followed this or not, Bjorn, but it's a terrible idea. Yeah, and 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 Larry, I, I think there's two things to actually say about this. So I've seen some of it. I'm not probably not as well versed in it as you are. Uh, but the fundamental point is. Biden has been promising, and you know, most Democrats are very clearly saying, because of global warming, global warming, real warming is caused by climate, uh, by by burning fossil fuels. So they're right about that. There's a problem, but then they're saying, so in order to fix climate change, we should basically eradicate all use of fossil fuels. Now, right. remember, fossil fuels is how we got rich. This is what enabled us to have lots and lots of power, lots and lots of access to things that could actually produce wealth. This is what got us rich. Most people are not willing 
to go to net zero. If you look at what the cost is going to be, uh, we're talking you know, sort of in the order of 5% if you do it really, really well. So 5% of U.S. GDP, so more than a trillion dollars every year. And that could very easily uh, uh, escalate. So we may talk by mid-century about $11,000 per person per year in the U.S. This is costly policy. Now, it will have, as you point out, a tiny but not very dramatic impact. It will probably reduce uh, temperatures by the end of the century by 0.3 degrees Fahrenheit. Hmm. So if the U.S. entirely stops all emissions from actually now and for the rest of the century, you will barely be able to notice it by the end of the century. But Americans certainly will. And, of course, what really happens is that when politicians start putting those kinds of burdens on people, they will probably vote people out of office. Mm. But it's also it's for, that that was one part of the answer. But the other one is really to recognize it's amazing how many people with goodwill. Yeah, you know, a lot of people who really worry about climate change, they want to do this to help the world. And look, again, there is a problem. I've argued and we've had that discussion many times. Yeah, you know, we should fix this through innovation because that's mm-hmm. how you fix most big problems. Mm-hmm. But they want to fix it by telling everyone, you can't do this. You have to freeze a little more in the winter. You have to sweat a little more in the summer. You have to be a little more uncomfortable. You can't eat the stuff you like. You can't drive. You can't do all these things. But at least we'll fix some climate change. But the reality is, as you point out, you never get China and India and everybody else on board. Because, quite frankly, they have bigger and more important issues like getting their population out of poverty making sure they don't die from easily curable infectious diseases, all these other things. And so in some way, there's something really wrong with our perspective that we only focus on this one issue that we can only barely make a dent with if we make everyone poor in the rich world. It's not going to work, and it's incredibly expensive. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. If you talk about technological innovation, which is the ultimate solution to all these things, as we've discussed so many times, there's two things here. One is the use of hydrogen, and the second, Bjorn, is carbon capture. Now, both of those things are worth pursuing, but we we don't have it yet. The technology is not there yet, and yet the EPA wants to say either you do this to quickly in the next year or two or three, or we're going to have to stop all this. This is an example, I think, of very stupid regulations where you'll do much more harm than good, and you can't leapfrog ahead of the technology. It will come, but you can't stop everything else until it does come. Yeah, and it's going to be fantastically expensive. And, of course, what will really happen, and we've seen this in the U.K., uh, you know, you should simply move all your production uh, offshore. You know, so it'll go to China and Vietnam and many mm-hmm. other places, uh, and that would be great for those countries, remind you. Uh, uh, but, but it's not going to be great for the U.S. Uh, this is not the way to solve it by simply making it unaffordable. The way you solve problems is by making sure they become affordable, and you do that through innovation. 
All right, Bjorn Lomborg, great stuff. Uh, best things first, the 12 most efficient solutions for the world's poorest and our global SDG promises. What's SDG? So that's what everyone, also the U.S., have promised uh, 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 the uh, sustainable development goals. Uh. Pretty much everything to the world. So you know, eradicate poverty, hunger, disease, stop war, climate change, end corruption, fix education, uh, along with getting organic apples to everyone. So it's literally something where we promise everything to everyone. And, of course, we're failing badly, and that's why I wrote this book, to say, right. look, if you can't do it all, why don't you do the smartest stuff first? <laughs> Great stuff. Bjorn Lomborg. Thank you, buddy. Talk soon. Appreciate it. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side of the break, John Carney at Breitbart. We're going to talk about interest rates and the Federal Reserve and why the Fed shouldn't be engaged in climate change at all. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. This is the Larry Kudlow Show.